Welcome to Insights. And I am especially excited about today because as we talked about a few weeks ago, I think God is sparking something in the next generation. And uh, today I want to introduce a special guest who is the next generation. We're not just talking about the next generation. Addison Baxter, you are the next generation and welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. All right. So your generation is also known as Generation Z. Okay. And your generation has a lot to offer, a lot of great qualities. However, there's one quality I want to talk to you about. And that is that your generation has actually been described as the most anxious generation. Do you agree with that? Do you observe that? If so, how, or, or what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause I just, I feel like one thing that we need to learn from the older generations is patience. As I love the saying, I want patience and I want it now because it's that like describes so many young people just because I feel like they have their, they set these goals that are so unrealistic for them, like that are set, you know, 10 years out when that's not a possibility for them just mm -hmm. because they're so eager. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that stresses them out. Like, yeah. Almost trying to go for too much too early. Exactly. And then they just give up way too early. Right. So how does it go for you? Like just enjoying the day, life's unfolding naturally. We don't need to rush things. Like how does that go for you? Yeah, I feel like I I try not to plan too far ahead because then I, you know, psych myself out, start stressing. But um, I definitely don't want to just wake up and not know what I'm doing for the day. So okay. I try not to, I try to set realistic goals. Mm -hmm. And once I get used to that, you know, add on. Okay. So you sound like a purposeful person. Like you have intention, you know, like you're not just letting life happen to you. You want to have a plan and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, obviously I, I wake up with some intentions of what I'm going to do during the day, but God, mm -hmm. you know, usually distracts me and like, oh, go talk to that person or mm -hmm. whatever. And I, I always like, I try my best to let him interrupt my day instead of mm -hmm. vice versa. So mm -hmm. that's actually a good word for my generation where we can be so scheduled that we don't let God interrupt. So that's really good. So, you weren't always like this, though, in terms of talking like, let God interrupt my day. Like, you've been on quite a journey, and that's what we're really here to talk mm -hmm. about. So, please tell us, like, where you've been and what that process was like leading up to really becoming a committed follower of Jesus. Well, so, I grew up in a Christian household, but... We didn't, I, I think I maybe have like less than five memories of going to church before the age of like 10, just because religion was um, forced, forced on my parents. And so I just, I was always told that they didn't want to do the same for me, that I, they wanted me to have a choice, which to, you know, to a 10 year old, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to wake up early on a Sunday. Like it's my mm -hmm. weekend. So, um, so, so they left the choice to you, but yeah, maybe you weren't always ready for it. Yeah. Okay. So just, I don't know. And eventually as I got older, you know, I started having questions and I don't know, I just, I loved science, like everything, space, everything, just exploration, past. So obviously science doesn't align with religion that much. So once, as I dove deeper into science, I always furthered to, you know, I started to stray away from religion, so. Okay. So as you strayed, if I remember right, you kind of got to a low place. Yeah. Over time, like explain that process and what was going on. It sounds to me like a bit of a, a struggle, but also tug of war inside of you. Like, 
please tell us. Yeah, so um, my older brother, who he's 19 now, but he's um, three years older than me. It's like two and a half. But uh, I don't know, he was always my best friend when we were little and we did everything together and we shared the same friends and um, I don't know, he was just very responsible, always set an amazing like example for me and my siblings and I don't know, it just over the years I appreciated how responsible he was and everything and I started to, you know, lean towards more learning from him just, you know how to be a good person and just what to do right. And as, as he got older, he started getting um, religious too because same with me, like he wasn't that seven-year-old that wanted to wake up early on their weekend. But as he got older, he started getting closer to God. So he, you know, go oh, come to church with me and come, you know, meet some of my friends and everything. So he was always just like an amazing person to be around. and So I, it was easy to follow him to church or wherever. Yeah. He was just your yeah. big brother and you loved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, always always made me feel comfortable. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay, you can sit by me, but you know, like, let, let's just go to church this weekend or come come meet my friends at youth group. So I, I started to, you know, get into like my own church and everything because he went to a big church and I'm not really a fan of big churches just because like I like being able to know everybody and have a like intimate connection with everyone and he's more of a passerby at church. Um, so I started going to youth group with some of my friends um, during the week and life was good. And um, I was playing video games actually. And uh, I just heard like really loud footsteps running through my house. I'm like, okay, no one runs in my house. And um, it was actually my mom and she busted open my door and she said, um, Caden, who's my brother, he was like, she said Caden was in a really bad ATV accident and um, I don't know I just like from that point like I had never really experienced like death of a close family member or like trauma really at all it was really one of my first traumatic experiences and thank God he didn't pass away but still um, I don't know it was, it was just something inside of me that I just I felt like died that day just seeing you know my best friend my older brother and my father figure laying down, like not being able to move in the middle of a cornfield. And um, I don't know, I just, I sat there and stared at him for probably like five minutes and I couldn't walk up to him, like I didn't know what to do. So we get to the hospital and I don't know, just the whole time I was just waiting for that catch of like, oh, it's okay, like he can move his legs, like it's fine. But mm -hmm. it just, it never really happened and it, that just stuck with me for a long time. And. Um, a month later, we found the helmet that he was wearing that he almost didn't wear, and there was a crack in it from the front hmm. all the way to the back, and it's like he would have either been brain damaged or died if he wasn't wearing that helmet. But right. so just, I don't know, seeing him like that just made me very angry at God for a long time. Although I didn't fully understand him, I just heard that, you know, everything happens for a reason, but... I just, it just made but you me, didn't you didn't like this reason and you didn't like what happened and how old were you at the time? I was thirteen. Okay. So, just about to finish up or just started eighth grade, but um, yeah, it just made me put up this barrier between uh, the Lord and I for a while and it just made me angry. But seeing Him be able to work through that really pushed me, motivated me to be able to have a relationship with God because I'm like, if it actually happened to Him and if He's still faithful, then why can't I be? Hmm. So there was a wrestling at first, like if God is all powerful, why did he allow this to my brother? Mm -hmm. But then in the end, your brother sticks with the faith and he leans on God and then you follow suit. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So where did it go from there? Well, it 
continued it it sparked a little bit in the beginning but it after that it was just right back to the um where we started i just kept declining just i um started having deaths in the family like you know first experience with like close family member deaths like it was traumatizing to me just because mm -hmm. i went like luckily it went so long without any death but um that started happening my grandma my uncle and another one of my aunts um got diagnosed with cancer like all within a couple months of each other and on top of my grandfather passing and two of my grandmas just it was mm -hmm. it was a huge toll on me so is this making you think more about spiritual things or is this actually pushing you away from god it was pushing me away honestly just because i like i don't i don't know why it, it just it just continued to make me angrier i just hit like rock bottom once and it was i was going to youth group and my pastor preached a um like a really nice uh Bible verse and like I never really connected when he was talking and stuff but I was like wow that sounds like a really nice Bible verse so I was actually um I went home that night and I was uh, contemplating taking my life but um I just kept thinking of that Bible verse okay so in terms of your really like your slide into darkness where now you're even thinking about suicide was all of that growing out of the situation with your brother and then your your relatives that were passing away? Or was there something more that actually was pulling you into that dark spot? I feel like those instances with my family members and my brother just kind of made me see the negative in everything. Like everything was already happening. I just didn't pay attention to it until I just started sliding into the darkness and I only saw the negative in everything. Wow. Was there any like temptation towards drugs or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I was in eighth grade and I was drinking and I was doing drugs and I was just trying to escape from it when really that was just pulling me closer and I didn't realize that mm -hmm. until after I got out of it. So how did that happen with you where suddenly drugs appeared on the scene? Like did, did somebody somehow introduce that to you or did you go seeking it out or what, what happened? It was both i mean at the same time that you know my friends were starting to do stuff and p kids at school um i was just trying to like find ways of coping with stuff because we're like a year out from my brother's accident i was still like traumatized from it and i'm like i need to find help and i didn't want to go to my parents with it so i was like okay drugs help people they talk about that and so i wasn't i was i was trying to do it for an escape but it wasn't working at all. So when you say it wasn't working, you're saying it was part of this kind of downward spiral you were in? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're, you hear a good message from your youth pastor, Yeah. but you go home thinking about suicide. What happened? I was minutes away from taking my life and that message just popped into my head. And I was like, well, that's weird because I never remember like, you know, Bible verses, but I couldn't remember it fully. So I texted him, and his name is Jacob, and I was like, hey, Pastor Jacob, like, what was that message that you preached on? And he was like, oh, it was Isaiah 41.10. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I don't have a Bible. Like, can you text me what it is? And he was like, yeah, sure. 
and it was, um, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, help you. Yes, I will hold you. Mm-hmm. I'll hold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. So that just like that sparked the first feeling of God, like in me, and like I felt it in my heart, and like I had so many people around me that were like there to help me. I just didn't feel it. Like I didn't feel loved. And then um, it was. It wasn't until God, like you know, spoke to me for the first time. So when you say spoke to you for the first time, it was through that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And then you said he kind of sparked something in you. Mm-hmm. And then tell us where it went from there. Um, it was just like I I felt so happy and joyful. And I was telling everyone I could. I'm like, I finally felt God. I'm like, everything makes sense now. But mm-hmm. um, so I went and I told my mom. And she was like, do you know the backstory behind that verse? And I was like, no. And she was like, a long time ago when you were younger, um, I read that verse to you. And you really liked it. And I was like, how old was I? And she was like, you were like four. And I had oh my no gosh. memory of it. Wow, amazing. And your mom remembered it. Yeah. Way to go, mom. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, as you and your brother started going to church more, and then now you have this spark in your heart and God's real, and you, you're a person of faith at that point. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like part of that, too, that you turned out of a bunch of darkness. I'm assuming drugs. You turned mm-hmm. away from a lot of that stuff. and all you're, of it, yeah. You're, you said all of it. Mm-hmm. And there you're on full on for Christ, okay? Yeah. So now... Do your parents and you ever go to church together? Are they still kind of on a different path or, or what? Um, sometimes they'll join us for the Saturday morning services, but usually um, I go to a different Sunday morning church than my mom and my brother, but I go to like four different services a week. So You go to four services, okay. So you're just trying to drink in yes. God's word, be with God's people, respond in faith. So that was pretty dramatic. How old were you when that dramatic turn happened? Um, 15. Okay. So from 13 to 15, I was experiencing all that darkness, and it just had such a toll in my life that I hit rock bottom. So you've really been walking in the life of Christ for at least the last year, year and a half, something like that. Mm -hmm. So anything you want to highlight from the last year and a half since you came to faith? Um, Just I've, I've seen such a like huge impact on the people around me and my family members and obviously with me I mean I'm every day is a blessing I wake up and I thank God for waking me up and it's just like I used to get so mad about the smallest things where it's like now I'll just sit and think I'm like I'm actually like here like I'm breathing like God saved my life the least I can do is like thank him for waking me up this morning but so at the outset, when we talked about Generation Z and anxiety, it sounds like part of the answer for you anyway was just being thankful, thankful for the Lord, waking up and being a bit more peaceful about everything. Yeah. Okay, so your life has totally changed, right? Yeah. Okay, and you and your brother are still close, right? Yeah, very close. Awesome. And where do you feel like God might be leading you from here? Um, I don't know. I love spreading the gospel and just like preaching to people because I don't know I just I love being that spark in people's life that God is in mine so to be able to just give someone knowledge as easy as the Bible like Mm -hmm. it's amazing so I I hope sometime in my future I can become a pastor you actually want to be a pastor (laughs) that's exciting yeah I hope that your uh, desire is fulfilled okay one last question so my generation would like to be more connected to your generation from the heart. And sometimes, like those of us that know the Lord, we'd really like 
to both be connected to you in the heart, but also relate about faith, things of God, in a way that you would connect. So can you give my generation, which is a lot of the viewers, can you give my generation any thoughts on how to connect with you, your generation, maybe be an encouragement of faith, not some sort of um, know-it-all teachers, but can you just share anything with us that might be helpful? Well, um, honestly, I feel like being able, like going to an older generation to ask advice, like I feel like a problem that a lot of people have is trying so hard to connect that they're just steering away from the original like word that they're given by God because I feel like if I go to an older generation for advice, I want their opinion. I don't want their opinion that is trying to relate like <laughs> so just be myself. Yeah, it's yeah. the authenticity authenticity mm -hmm. that makes it better and mm -hmm. I just feel like the more true to yourself you are the more true to the word that you're given you are mm -hmm. awesome well Addison thanks for being with us um, God has obviously sparked something in your heart I'm kind of sensing though that God is doing this in a number of people in generation Z and this is thrilling because you know the future um, I'd like to influence the future the best I can with the years that I have left but God getting a hold of your generation, it could be amazing. And I just want to encourage you that while there's plenty of spiritual darkness out there, you broke out of it. And I want to encourage you to share your story, help more people hear how you can hear from God and break out of the darkness. So thanks, Addison. And look forward to being with you next time on Insights.